everybody. Welcome to the Geriatric Millennials. I'm Beth. And I'm Jamie. And we're two youngish, oldish women talking about friendship through the pandemic and what a cluster that was. We're talking about relationships and how they changed because of the pandemic, in the pandemic or after the pandemic. I mean, we're not technically out of the pandemic, are we? We're out of mainstream pandemic, right? Mainstream pandemic, because I did go to a doctor's office today and nobody was wearing a mask. And I feel like that's the first time I've been yeah. in a medical setting that everyone wasn't wearing a mask and I didn't have to put one on. Yeah. Which I'm kind of happy to put one on at the doctor, honestly, because I, I don't know what cooties people have. I wouldn't have minded because a lot of it was a pediatrician's office. Oh, and I feel like there's yeah, that's probably the a lot of mm-hmm. childhood illnesses that are, <laughs> that are on surfaces and such. But I did notice that today. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Things have changed. It's so, yeah. Like if you think about where we were like a year ago or two years ago or three years ago, like it's, the vibe is so different. Yeah. It's better. Much better. (laughs) I'm really happy about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy about it too. It just, uh, looking back on that, things have definitely changed. Oh my gosh. So many things have changed. So I really wanted to talk about specifically relationships because- Mm -hmm. I feel like that was, for me, a big area of my life that saw a lot of change. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but for me, definitely. Yeah. When I started actually thinking through my relationships during the pandemic, good and bad, the changes that happened to them, I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really sad because I feel like, for me, it's been hard. Yeah. It's been hard because it was... Okay, so I feel like there's categories of relationships that mm-hmm. changed for me. So, I mean, there's family relationships and then there's friendships and then like those circles we talked about yeah. in the past about your, you know, the people that you're close to and then the ones that you're not quite as close to and so on as mm-hmm. the circle gets bigger and bigger <laughs> around you or whatever. But uh, I feel like in every single one of those layers, there was a relationship that shifted at least one relationship that shifted. And some of them were relationships for me that were really important and Mm -hmm. were really close relationships. So man, it, it really kind of sucked. Yeah. For me, one of the things that really changed relationships for me was social media. And I ended up having to unfollow and mute a ton of people in my extended circle because it was just like either they had gone so far off the deep end and were just saying things that were so, to me, crazy, like just like not based in current reality. Yeah. Or they were just, some of them were just posting poison, you know, it's not even about like the pandemic and COVID and all that, but because of social justice stuff, they were posting things that were really inflammatory and like kind of showing, it's like it, it's like they had gotten permission to be them their true selves and like express their real opinions about different people. And they did. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for telling me who you are because now I can be like, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I agree, but I, I can see that. Yeah. So, and- yeah, social media was rough in that in that time, I thought I think. But I was trying to come at it from an angle of like, okay, I don't want to create an echo chamber around myself. I want to mm-hmm. be open to hear people's voices that have a different opinion 
or see things differently or understand things differently. And yet at the same time, like you just said, there was a lot of poisonous type things and things that were just not okay Yeah, that people were saying or sharing or presenting. And I felt kind of a dilemma as like, okay, do I shut this voice down? Do I, mm-hmm. how, yeah, how do I navigate? How do, how yeah. do I navigate this? And so it showed up for me for sure in social media, but also in my relationships, like mm-hmm. my, my day-to-day real life relationships too. And I think every one of us was stressed out. Yes. To the max. <laughs> yes. Every one of us was trying to cope with mm-hmm. all of the heaviness of the unknown and the sad, horrible realities that we were experiencing facing. and facing. The information overload. Yes. Of just trying to weed through and process. And so we were overwhelmed. We were stressed out. And when people are in that state, they're just not at their best and they're mm-hmm. not at their most gracious towards each other. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like you said, all of this stuff was coming out as far as opinions. Yeah. And it was... It's brutal. It was so brutal. And so mm-hmm. things that I never necess- never would have brought up or realized that I viewed so differently from somebody else was just like a, sh- a spotlight shining on that mm-hmm. difference. And... And so I even, yeah, I had, I had to let some things go yep. and people go and also really like analyze, okay, the people that I want to keep because I'm either related to them <laughs> or have a long history <laughs> with them or really care about them. Yeah. How do I go on Yeah. now yeah. that these things have come out? Yeah. Because, you know, there's that old saying, and this, again, it's harsh, but true. If you lie with dogs, you're going to get fleas. And it's like, if you're hanging out with people with beliefs that don't align with yours and you're trying to give them a pass and be like, well, I'm just going to look past it because we're good friends or we're family or whatever. I, I think that there's a little bit of an issue with that, you know, because you're, even if you're not um, intending to agree with them, you're kind of giving your stamp of approval for for what they are parroting and so, or what they're saying. And that can be really hard. Like I had some friends that had some very prejudiced, racist views during um, 2020 mm -hmm. and they were posting them and they were, you know, reposting things and I'm seeing them. And it was kind of like, not you, Beth, Mm. but others. And I'm like, well, not you then because I can't align myself with somebody that is okay with that, you know, with okay with hating a group of people, you know, based on something that, uh, based on anything, honestly, like if you hate an entire group of people, I'm just not probably, we we can't be friends. It's not congruent with the way I'm going to choose to live my life. Yeah. And if I can, I'm going to cut you out. It was hard because I was working at churches that I remember I had a church meeting and people were saying some really inflammatory things. And I was like, it's hard because I couldn't necessarily cut those people out of my professional life because yeah. I had to work with them or I had to see them at church, even if it was just virtual on Zoom and do meetings with them. But I was like, and there's there's no part of me that is going to have a relationship with you beyond what is the minimal yeah. in this setting. Yeah. And by relationship, I mean, I'm just going to be cordial. 
I'm going to be kind, but I'm not going to stand in agreement with anything with you. Yeah. Oh, flashback. Anyway. I know. I feel like this is going to be triggering for me and yeah. you and anybody who's listening. <laughs> so it is. I mean, not to trigger, but it, it's, okay. good to lo- it's good to look at it, though. It's, it's good to see what happened to those, yeah. those places and people. And I feel like it, just now I'm starting to see even more of the effects of that mm-hmm. in my life. And I hear what you're saying as far as um, being friends with people that have a different belief and you know, that don't align on some of those core values. And yet there's so many layers, I think, to relationships and to navigating those types of differences because... I believe, you know, some of the people that I had a really different view from, I respect Mm -hmm. and believe their intentions Mm -hmm. were good. Mm -hmm. And so it's so weird to navigate and figure out how to stay in relationship Mm -hmm. (laughs) because a lot of the relationships, you know, if I I would just, I would be fine with just letting go, but there's a few There's just a few that I'm not yet. And uh, it is not easy. Mm -mm. It's not easy to keep going. And so one of the things I wanted to talk about was, and I wanted to hear from you as far as going through the pandemic. And because like you said, all of these information overload, all of these different things being said that were so opposite from each other Mm -hmm. and accessible. Mm -hmm all the media, all the different news sources, because we were all trying to figure it out in real time. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people that were trying to make money off of it, at yeah. that, you know, yeah. and, and twisting things and blah, blah, blah. I, I'm curious how you chose what voices to listen to, because that's kind of what it came down to for me mm-hmm. as one of the most important things in how to in how to cope and how to move forward because there was so many unknowns and I'm not a scientist. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm Mm -hmm. not any kind of person that knows anything about uh, (laughs) sicknesses and (laughs) and like health issues, like, you know, public health issues. And so it was weird because I, I, I have a lot of like healthcare professionals in my family Mm -hmm. and there was very differing perspectives on what was happening. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, so again, it came down to, for me, the sources and who am I going to trust? Yeah. Whose voice am I going to trust as far as what's the best thing to do and how to handle this and mm-hmm. how to behave as a citizen? Yeah. <laughs> um, and as a human. Yeah. In this like seriously intense time. Yeah. And, you know, I, there were a lot of opportunities to listen to all different kinds of voices and I mm-hmm. had to really narrow down what I was willing to spend time even listening to because I had people sending me stuff, podcasts, yeah. articles, <laughs> like all kinds of things. <laughs> it was and wild. I, and I'm just like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, like I had to t- decide what I was going to take time to listen to and what I wasn't. And, you know, from people that love me and that yeah. I love. And yet at the same time, I was like, you, yeah, uh, I'm, I, I am, because I respect and love you, I want to, understand what you think and where you're getting your information. And then at the same time, I am not going to waste my time. Yeah. Listening to an hour long, whatever 
spiel this is from somebody that I believe is not a credible or reliable source. Yeah. For me to base my decisions on. Yeah. (laughs) No, I, I work with lots of smart people, lots of PhDs. And it's one thing, one thing I've really taken away from them is like really who's the source yeah. Is it peer reviewed? Is it widely accepted by subject matter experts? That kind of thing. Yeah. And I, you know, that's really kind of where I started with my information. And then when people would send me stuff, I remember somebody sent me this source that was like a website that somebody thrown up. And upon looking at it for two seconds, I realized the person that started this website was a DJ <laughs> that just had strong feelings. <laughs> and I was like, listen, I get it. Free speech. You can put anything up there. However, I'm going to need you to have like just a smidge of discernment of maybe you shouldn't listen to like DJ Rocky when it comes to your health and medical like care. (laughs) Right. Like I I would never let DJ Rocky tell me like anything about like my, you know, gynecological issues or about, you know, heart disease. Why am I listening to him on this? Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. And yet many, many people would yes. just take that at fit and just be like, oh my gosh, I heard this. And yeah. so I'm going to believe it, you but, know? But, and, but that really affected my relationships with certain people. I was like, oh, I can't trust your judgment. Like <laughs> that sounds bad, but I was just like, oh, you don't know how, like, okay. Okay. Like I see where you're coming from. Thank you for your input. I'm not trusting you moving forward with any recommendations. Yeah. You know, if you send me a casserole recipe, I'm not going to use it because I don't trust. <laughs> well, and there was so much of that as like really getting down to the core. It was, it was trust. Oh yeah. And it, and it, it still is. I mean, because I have to trust somebody. Yeah. We all do yeah. when it comes to most things in life, you have to trust, you know, that people are doing their job or yeah. figuring things out or they've, you know, they know more than me. And so who are those voices? Yeah. And so the part that was tricky for me was people that I know are intelligent mm-hmm. and I know are loving and kind and smart and educated. And then seeing the sources that they chose to believe, mm-hmm. which from my perspective were very skewed or not credible in mm-hmm. this area. And I'm like, that doesn't match. Yeah. That doesn't match. Yeah. So, but they can't, they could not see that. And it's hard when you're in a relationship with people and you're like, it's like when you see someone being scammed and like, how can you not see you're being scammed? And they're just in it, you know, and they, whatever seed of truth they see in it, that's, that's their perspective. Uh, I, again, like I, I have definitely have like hard lines with people where there's certain things that I'm not going to budge on like especially when it comes to race and discrimination and things like that. There's other times when I'm going to give you more wiggle room because it can be overwhelming and confusing like with like with COVID and whatever. I definitely had more grace for people when they were trying to just figure out where they stood and just yeah. were dealing with all of that. Um, well, what sucked was that COVID was so mixed up with politics oh, and yeah. it became such a political, po- politicized yeah. thing. Yes. Which... And it really was a public health thing. Yeah. And and so much of that was used and turned into a political thing. Yeah. And it, it didn't help that we had so much political upheaval too. Right. In the midst of it. It was yeah. all just a big, mushy, complicated, messy mess. <laughs> yeah. It and it really, and it just, really was. And it did really impact relationships, you know? 
for the better, like my family, my extended family, we were doing Zoom calls on the weekends. So that mm-hmm. was nice to just check in with people every week for, you know, a good year. We would meet up on a Zoom call on Sundays and just do a little check-in. Wow. So that was nice. And I got to spend time with people I normally wouldn't have the opportunity to spend time with. Yeah. Um, it also sucked because people were burnt out of using Zoom calls and things. So right. they didn't want that in their personal life anymore. So it could be harder to connect with some people because it was just like, no, I'm, I'm, I've been zooming all day at work or school and not going to do it anymore. Right. Um, that was okay. I, 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 I had some good opportunities to get to know some people closer. Like it definitely made me have to ask, okay, who's the most important to spend time with and are they going to be in my bubble? And if they're in my bubble, like I took extra time. Yeah. So lots of walking dates and standing far apart and talking. And yeah, I remember one time, like I think in the first few months of like the real, when we first locked down, I didn't have a hug for five months. That's a long time. That is a long time. And my first hug was with a student that I found, saw at a grocery store. Oh my gosh, did you just cling on to this person well, for I dear felt, life? I was so, I was so, it was a struggle because I wanted to give them a hug and we were outside, but it was peak pandemic. So where there was uh-huh. that instant fear of like, if I touch this person, I, I I wasn't to that extreme, but I'm like, there was that hes- slight hesitation at first, but then I was like, yeah. no. And I gave him a big hug and I was just like, I didn't want to be like, you did you start no crying? Idea. <laughs> I haven't had human touch in five months. Oh my oh gosh. My and gosh. he's like, he was like, the, none of my students were like children to me because I'm so young and I could never, <laughs> but many of them were like family, like had that family element of being, you know, my somebody's cousin or you know yeah. that kind of thing or and he this is this kid definitely had that where it's just like he felt like family and so it was just so nice and I thought it was such a such a moment that I really needed I needed to like see someone that I loved and that loved me yeah you know just had been in community yeah and this to see somebody so absolutely yeah speaking of church yeah uh that was a whole thing too yeah uh, because oh geez man, I feel like we might need to have more conversations because <laughs> that's kind of a whole can of worms and just how churches handled the yeah. pandemic and also mixed in with all of the politicized yeah. Christianity, Christian nationalism yeah. and how that became more widespread and and promoted in such a way that associated Christianity with that and those of us who did not want that association at all mm-hmm. and how to then move forward yeah. in defining, well, what does that, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. What do these words mean anymore? Oh, geez. It was, a, I remember people inviting me, the churches I were at, I had, it was at a Presbyterian church and a Methodist church, neither of which were meeting during the pandemic, but I had people invite me several times to their churches that were meeting and it was just so, it was odd. It was just, it was like trying to do the math and be like, okay, how is this loving? How is this, yeah. how is this following, you know, what we're supposed to do if we're clearly breaking, you know, ordinances and rules that the, you know, law and I, people, people out there are like, oh, well, it's more important to be in relationship and blah, blah, blah. Okay. There's lots of debate around all of that but it was just a lot to process and to try to like it was come to terms with it was. and yeah it didn't help that I had lots it seems like lots of people in my life that were very much more on the politicized side of church than in the like 
hey, we should take care of the hungry and the needy and the poor and yeah, like be kind to each other. Right. <laughs> so right. it was kind of wild. Yeah. I feel like for me, the church that I'm a part of, the leadership was on the same page, which was great as mm-hmm. far as following all of the guidelines. Mm-hmm. And through that process, I, I, and I'm talking about government guidelines yeah. for the pandemic and in terms of gathering and all that kind of stuff, which was changing all the time, all the time. And so we were doing our best to comply to all of those things. But of course there was a lot of upheaval in, Mm -hmm. in that, you know, Mm -hmm. because it was such a touchy subject for so many people. (sighs) Dang. I'm just, I'm I'm glad we're not in that anymore, but just talking to you about this, I'm like, I think I need to process some of these things more. Than yeah. I have. Because Be- when did you have time to process? Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I think is happening now. I think it's just starting, like, I feel like we can take a breath. You know, I'm not on edge. I'm not consumed by trying to be vigilant mm-hmm. about every little thing anymore. And so now I can kind of look, look back and look around and things have kind of settled. And it's like, what just happened? Yeah. Yeah. I think that what just happened with, friendship specifically for me, you know, is just, um, interesting, you know, just again, the circles closed down yeah, and a lot of people were moved further and further away from the core. And I think that one of the things that that period of time, I spent a lot of time just thinking and self-reflection and stuff. And I'm like, I think I'm okay with that. Like as much as I want to be a party girl, as much as I envy you, Jamie, for being able to meet <laughs> friends wherever you go, in my head, I think that would be great. But in my in my soul, I am an introvert that wants to be left alone, save like three people. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want to be invited to the party. Just know I'm only going to come every 10th invite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just, but it, it, it was kind of the freedom to just kind of be that person yeah. and not feel bad about it or pressured <laughs> anymore <laughs> to like, now, I mean, I always was pretty like, no, I'm not going to things, but now it's even worse. Like, it's like, okay, Jamie, I'll come to your house for 25 minutes and then I'm gone, yeah. you know, or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Well, and yeah, I, I feel like now with the friendship piece, I mean, there are some friends, one that I'm thinking of in particular that just basically cut me off mm-hmm. and without even room for, for a closure. Yeah. Or for discussion or for it to end well. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I didn't really appreciate that because I didn't initiate that. And then I continued to reach out and that per- and she's just like done with me. Mm-hmm. I believe because of our different views in in politics and in uh living lifestyle. Lifestyle through mm-hmm. um the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And and so So there was that relationship, but then other relationships that now I'm having conversations with as far as like, where are we now? Mm -hmm. Are we so, have we drifted far, so far apart that we're not on the same level anymore? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's weird. I think it's a good conversation to have. I mean, I can't speak much to your specific situation because obviously I had a friend that I ditched, you know, and I right. just cut off and ghosted and was like, no, I can't do it anymore. So I, 
and I've heard obviously more of your story. So I have a different perspective as far as like, we didn't have the same experience at all. Like no, it, it was, it was very different. So I'm kind of on like, well, yeah, I think that they need to give more clarity and have more conversations around it because, you know, especially long-term friendships, it's like, it's hard to let go of those. Yeah. Just the shorthand. You know what? I didn't even think about your situation as I was sharing that. I just want to say that, you know, everybody has their own (laughs) process. That's right. You're so right. And for her, like in this relationship I'm thinking of, that's, I'm sure that's what she needed to do Mm. for her own reasons. Yeah. But it just makes me sad. And I, yeah, I, I also have family members that did like 180s, like yeah. 180s as far as lifestyle and mm-hmm. belief system and <laughs> the person I, that they were, the way they were living. And yeah. then all of a sudden was like a completely different person and ultra paranoid and passionate about things that to me seemed insane yeah and still do yeah but like i'm still related to them <laughs> I, I right no it's like i still have to see you at family so, functions um <laughs> i don't really have a lot of family functions my family's really spread out but it's still it's still an important relationship for me and mm-hmm. so yeah i i don't know it's just not it's it has not been easy no and i feel like there's a lot of pain still that needs to be worked through mm-hmm. possibly or just felt or accepted or what I don't even know Beth I don't know maybe I need therapy probably I mean I feel everybody needs therapy just because they can give you tools to process in ways that you might not have experienced before yeah. and language to articulate what you are feeling uh but it's not going to change the relationships necessarily it can change your perspective yeah yeah I just think that the pandemic sucked in so many ways and it was so hard and Mm -hmm. it pushed people to the brink and everything changed and, and it, and we're, we're feeling the repercussions of that. Yeah. And oh my gosh, so many people got divorced. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't (laughs) laugh. That's a whole, like break a family breaking up is very bad. But I mean, a lot of people did. And yeah, fortunately, I think for me, I, it, brought me closer to my husband because we were on the same page Mm -hmm. on all of those core issues, which I was really, really thankful for because we have friends who are not and watching them try and stay married. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't think I could do what they do. No. I mean, I think that, I mean, not even the, not even the core value stuff. I think just the amount of time people had to spend with each other during the pandemic. <laughs> That's why it's like you look outside and everybody's just walking because they're like, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Um, yeah. But thankfully it's over-ish. Yeah. I do think that like some of the good things, like you were saying, you you were able to connect with people and really evaluate like which friendships are going to, and which relationships are the ones you want to invest in and all of that. And I do think that I mean, I agree with that, that mm-hmm. that was helpful in, in that way. And I'm glad that I was able to, you know, have my kids at home during mm-hmm. that time, even though I was very ready for them to, you know, be out of the house for a few hours. <laughs> but, um, but I don't know what it impact, what the full range of impact that has and will continue to be on the kids Oh yeah, and their relationships, yeah. because I can see it now, um, 
that it was not good. Yeah. It was not good. No. I hear, it, I, I'm on teacher TikTok. I'm trying to get off. Love you, teachers, but I'm not. And I don't want to hear about kids on my feet. I want to see cats, you know, or yeah. or just something nice. And anyway, but uh, just hearing people talk about the pandemic kids and the, the problems that they have in classroom management and just like behavior issues and listening issues and just socializing and yeah. I, I don't think we'll know the full, obviously, ramifications until years from now when they're st- doing studies and stuff on Ugh. whatever this generation is going to be called. I know. And nothing I can really do about all of that, Mm-mm. I don't think. Mm-mm. But we got through it. I mean, I mean, kind of. Yeah. I mean, we're still here. We got through, we're still here. I was at Costco the other day and I had a flashback to going to Costco right after everything shut down yeah. and there was the line like all the way out the parking yeah. lot, all the way around the building. And I, for the first time, and I had that experience and I remember getting a cart and just walking to the end of the line and just feeling like, wow, I'm experiencing this. Yeah. Like this is something that I'm going to remember forever. Yeah. And <laughs> it, I'm glad that it was just a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> But I felt like I was in a movie. I oh, felt like yeah. I was in set, like in a movie and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird and so sad and I'll never forget it. But mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I can just go to Costco and it is not like that no. anymore. Yeah. I I remember they had been kind of whispers about a possible, you know, like stay at home type of thing. And I was at the Fred Meyer and I'd already bought some toilet paper. I had like a good supply. I wasn't being a hoarder or anything. And this was before people really popped off on the toilet paper. And I just, they just started putting limits. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab a couple extra rolls because we don't know what's going to happen. And it was like, uh, just a couple days later, they announced the two week lockdown and then everything just changed. Oh my God. And I remember, I remember going to the grocery store during that time and just the process of like wiping the whole cart down or they were wiping the carts down and a mask and like staying away from people and just like, you know, seeing shelves that were empty and checking out and trying to avoid people and like getting into the car and immediately like spraying myself with hand sanitizer and coming yeah. home and wiping all of my stuff down, Yeah, you know, and only really going to the grocery store when I absolutely had to. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was like a whole, yeah, I feel like we're trauma bonded. <laughs> I know. It's just like, I just, I can only imagine like your kids when they're like our age and having a podcast. Yeah. They're like, remember when we were kids and you couldn't get toilet paper or paper towels? I, and I totally like, bought a bidet. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> I think it was kind of later though. Like it wasn't like in the peak, we cannot buy toilet paper phase. Yeah. But I remember being a little concerned we were going to run out oh, yeah. because people were insane hoarding, hoarding. and hoarding. And, and I was like, it on the black on, market. Guys. That was wild. Oh, uh, the people that were like taking all the wet wipes and just like all the disinfect it and then just like selling it on Amazon and eBay. I think I saw, I remember my pastor was trying to get hand sanitizer and I think he ended up spending like hundreds of dollars on trying to get hand sanitizer. Jeez. And then I was like, oh, we have a bunch of it in the youth group room because kids are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my goodness. Yeah, I think, um, I think there's more to talk about, but like like we just barely scratched the surface is how I feel yeah but in a nutshell a lot changed yeah. and relationships are not the same if you're enjoying the podcast and would like to support the show you can share episodes with your friends and family follow us on Instagram at the geriatric millennials or leave us a positive review and rating all which help us to grow our theme music was created by the Finley ghost check out their latest album now thank you so much